Hello, and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the Super Smash Bros. Switch Prediction Podcast. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And this is an especially exciting episode, because this is likely the last episode where I will call A Smashing Theory the Super Smash Bros. Switch Prediction Podcast. Oh, shit! What are you going to call it after that? Who knows? Because Smash Switch will likely have a real name, a real subtitle. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because E3 is right around the corner. This is our E3 prediction episode. Oh, man. I'm freaking excited. Like, this is kind of what we've been ramping up to since we started, really. Yeah, the apex of our podcast is happening right now. It's all downhill from here, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Thanks for listening. (laughs) The entire cast is going to get announced at E3, and then we will be out of a job. (laughs) Uh, So this is a smashing theory. In a standard episode, we would be uh, predicting which characters would make it into the next Smash Bros. game, going franchise by franchise, sometimes company by company. When we just recently wrapped up our third-party coverage, uh, this is going to be a little different because we are going to predict... What Smash stuff, and actually what Nintendo stuff in general, is going to be at E3 next week? What's especially incredible about this episode is that it is not about any franchises in particular, and yet the outline is still three pages long. (laughs) We have a lot to discuss today. I'm excited to discuss it with my good friend Danny T. Yeah. So, first let's get some corrections out of the way. Mm -hmm. In our last episode... Part three of our third-party trilogy, Mm -hmm. we did a lot of talking about Wreck-It Ralph. I'm gonna wreck it! That didn't sound like him at all. (laughs) I'm gonna gonna wreck it! You know, I've learned today that I cannot do a John C. Riley as Wreck-It Ralph impression. (laughs) It it just... It, you sound like John C. Riley, like on the toilet, like he's he's wrecking the toilet <laughs> right. right now. That's what he has to say in order to motivate himself to poop. He's like, I'm gonna wreck it, and then it comes out. So anyway, <laughs> we we did some talking about Wreck It Ralph, and one of the things that we kept bringing up as a point of contention is that Sakurai has a rule where third party representatives need to have made their debut. In a video game, right? Instead of say a TV show or a movie, and you know we were kind of uh, talking about whether or not Wreck It Ralph was likely, despite the fact that he made his debut in a movie, right? Technically, his debut was in a video game before the movie came out in November. Disney released a tie-in browser game on their website. That's right. Where you could play Fix It Felix Jr. <laughs> you could you could play the actual arcade game on their site. It wasn't very good, but the thing is the video game came out before the movie did. Mm-hmm. So technically Wreck-It Ralph did make his debut in the video game. Bam, loophole discovered. Wreck-It Ralph's in. <laughs> Confirmed. On top of that, I said that Wreck-It Ralph was only in the Xbox 360 version of Sonic All-Stars Racing Transformed, mm-hmm. and it turns out that he was playable in pretty much every version of that game, including okay. including the Wii U version. Oh, nice. Yeah! Last correction, I said in the previous episode that Sean was 28. He's actually 29. Oh, you made me older, <laughs> Daniel. 
I'm going to die. I'm one year away from death when I turn 300. I'm actually a ghost because I'm 301 right now. It's true. I don't know why you're still here. <laughs> Unfinished business. Begone. Anyway, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm 29. I wouldn't mind being, say, 21 or 22. Except, actually, that when I was 22, a nerve died in one of my molars, and that was some of the most pain I've ever been in in my life. So not that part of me being 22. Not the root canal part. The rest of 22? Great. Good. Now you, now you know some things <laughs> about my dental history. Kicking off our E3 podcast in a, in a fun, not gross way. Every, uh, E3 actually stands for Everything Threeth, because we're talking about... <laughs> Three of my teeth, and that was number one. <laughs> All right, let's let's kick off our E three discussion. Okay. So Sean and I are going to predict what Nintendo stuff and what Smash stuff we're going to see at the Nintendo E three Direct and the Smash Bros Invitational that'll happen later that night. The Nintendo E three Direct is going to be Tuesday, June twelfth, mm-hmm. nine a.m. Pacific time. So I'll be watching it at eleven a.m. Here in Chicago. Right. And so far, Nintendo has confirmed that Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. is going to be at the conference, along with Pokemon Let's Go, and that they are going to focus on Nintendo Switch games coming out in 2018. Actually, their wording makes it seem like there might not be any 2019 games or any Nintendo 3DS games at all. Mm. Along with, of course, their Nintendo Treehouse coverage, where they recently specified that it's going to be all Switch games there. Right. Um, Last year, their wording was kind of similar in terms of their E3 presentation was going to be about 2017 games, but we did get a couple of announcements that were nowhere near 2017 release-wise. Right. Such as Metroid Prime 4 is in development, and we're working on a Pokemon game for the (laughs) Switch. Right, I mean, I think at that point, even for Metroid Prime, that was when we just got sort of the splash screen and then it was over, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. and, and that's, that's all we've gotten to date God. for Metroid Prime 4. So I think there's a room for a 2019 announcement or two, mm-hmm. but I think that this time they're mostly focusing on fiscal year 2019. If we get a 2019 announcement, it's like spring 2019. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. They'll save most of their 2019 announcements for like the fall or winter Nintendo Direct later this year. Right. Which is kind of an interesting, kind of a bold move because 2018's half over, you know? Yeah. Like, whatever they're announcing, if it's going to be releasing in 2018, must be pretty far along in development at this point. Yeah. No, Nintendo has had a habit recently of of just announcing things when they're pretty close to release. Mm-hmm. You know, like, those Bayonetta ports came out in February. We didn't know they existed until halfway through december right right um a lot of we're we're close to the finish line announcements like that like two or three months out sometimes that reads to me as being a pretty good strategy i mean that will you know hopefully prevent the hype from dying down prior to release yeah i kind of like it this way actually Mm -hmm. so this is a smash bros podcast but we are going to make predictions about the entirety of the Nintendo Direct, including non-Smash stuff. Sure. Because, first of all, I think our predictions about that will will inform and give context to our Smash-related predictions when we get to that. That makes sense. And second of all, I like Nintendo, and I think this will be fun. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> 
So I think we're going to start with all the non-Smash predictions for the Nintendo E3 Direct, and then move into Smash stuff after that. Okay. So there's a lot of stuff. They can announce at the E3 Direct. I think one thing that they've sort of had a habit of doing is their Directs always mention, like, support for games that they've already released. Okay. Right? Like, for example, a recent Direct... They talked about some DLC characters for Pokémon Tournament Deluxe, right? Like Blastoise and Aegislash. Right. And speaking of Pokémon Tournament, uh, now that Blastoise and Aegislash are out, if you look at the Pokémon Tournament Deluxe character select screen, it's really nicely filled out, and then there's one empty slot in the Uh... corner. So I think we might get a DLC announcement for our final Pokémon Tournament Deluxe character. Okay. Not sure who that would be. Hmm. Magikarp. (laughs) That'd be really funny. I could use another Joe character like Krogonk or something. Sure. My guess would probably be an Ultra Beast from Ah, uh, from Pokemon Sun and Moon, like Buzzwole or Feramosa if they want to be weird. (laughs) Well, you know, it wouldn't be the first time that Game Freaks has been weird. (laughs) Something that we're almost definitely going to see in terms of existing support is the Octo expansion for Splatoon 2. Uh, We don't know the release date for that yet, so uh, we know that it's summer 2018 and that's it. So I feel they'll be like, yeah, you're you're getting it in July or you're getting it in August or possibly even you can download it after this conference. (laughs) You know, for the Octo expansion, I already have the Rockin' theme music that was playing during that trailer and that's all the support I need. (laughs) (laughs) That... I legitimately added that theme to my like Google Music playlist for a while. That was just on rotation with my other stuff because I liked it so much. It was really good. Yeah. It was really good. I do think that the Octoling designs are really neat, and it'll yeah. be fun to play as them. For sure. I think that that, uh, that expansion's got a lot of cool stuff going on, just aesthetically. Yeah. Know? So the gameplay will be interesting as well. Yeah, agreed. They've been systematically releasing a lot of, like, little Mario Odyssey stuff, like that balloon mode where Luigi has balloons, <laughs> and uh, and they've just periodically been releasing, like, just new costumes for Mario that you can get at the shop right? and buy with coins, not real money. So I think we'll, at the very least, just get some fun little Mario costumes okay. for Mario Odyssey. But uh, but maybe we'll even get, like, a new mode announced, or even maybe this is where they finally announce, like, paid DLC. Sure. There have been a lot of rumors that have all been proven to be bogus about, like, getting, like, a Luigi's Mansion DLC world, right? Or, ah, or it, a Mario it, Sunshine one. As a Luigi's Mansion fan, it frustrates me that that's a bogus rumor, yeah. because I would love that. Yeah, I feel like it wouldn't be out of character for Nintendo to release, like, yeah, like a uh, like a Luigi's Mansion kingdom where you could run around in and collect Luigi coins and stuff, sure. you know? Yeah. Finally, in terms of support for existing Nintendo games that are already out, Xenoblade Chronicles 2 is going to be getting its story DLC this fall. Ah. So I think they'll give some details about what that is. And I just hope that they'll take it easy on the spoilers because I haven't beaten that game yet. (laughs) 
And so, after the world is ended by the great demon Bardock, this DLC takes place in the shattered remnants of the world. I don't know what happens at the end of that game. If that wasn't clear, I made all of that up. Yeah, there's no Bardock in Xenoblade Chronicles 2 that I'm aware of. There is now, in the expansion, the Bardock Chronicles Xenoblade 2. Downloadable right now. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I, you know, I hope that that's good, and I hope that they don't really mess up the ending of that game for you. Yeah, same. Um, so another thing that Nintendo could do with this conference is talk about, is just like sort of recap, remind you of some of their games that are about to come out, games that already have confirmed release dates. Sure. Yeah, just give you like a quick, hey, this game's coming out next month, and here's an amiibo for it. Right. You know? Like... Mario Tennis Aces on June 22nd. I read this really great article on Kotaku, and I know that for a lot of people, a really great article and Kotaku, it's kind of like oil and water. You know, they don't necessarily <laughs> mix. Right. But they've been doing this really great series lately where they kind of talk about esports and competitive gaming, and mm -hmm. they have this guest writer who's really good who always writes articles about fighting games. And he wrote this article kind of drawing all these parallels between the gameplay of Mario Tennis Aces and fighting games. Yeah. Like how you have meter that you use and you can destroy your opponent's racket, which is kind of like health. And, yeah. you know, kind of talking about like, oh, you know, if, if Catherine and all these other kinds of games can show up at fighting game tournaments, then maybe we'll see Mario Tennis Aces at Evo or something. It, yeah, I think that's a really good point, And I think it definitely has the potential. I agree with whoever that guy is. Yeah, just, you know, like like reading that kind of made me even more excited for that game than I already was. And I was already pretty excited. So it nice. looks like it's going to be good. Good. In terms of new Mario Tennis Aces announcements, I could see them sort of saying, yeah, it's going to have DLC. And right. here's, here's what you can expect, like... This pack will have three new characters yeah. and a new stage, blah, blah, blah. You can play as baby, baby Bowser. <laughs> baby Bowser's baby. I kind of hope that Wahoo! they... Wahoo! Sorry, go on. <laughs> I kind of hope that they just announce, like, Pauline DLC. Uh-huh, that'd be cool. It'd, yeah, it'd be really cool to see her with a tennis racket. Yeah. Or just, like, a microphone. Yeah. Dancing. Just to sing your song in that game also, Pauline. <laughs> You're my tennis star. You can hit me with that racket, yeah. Don't don't hit her with the racket. <laughs> don't do that. On July thirteenth, <laughs> we're getting uh, we're getting Captain Toad Treasure Tracker on July thirteenth, and I think this is a relatively small release that that I don't think they'll add too much to. But just right. you know, just a quick reminder, maybe show one of the new puzzles in the game or something. I could see there being a montage for stuff like this, you know, like, like now take a look at this clip and it's just like kind of a bunch of these games set to music. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Also on July 13th, Nintendo is publishing Octopath Traveler. Yeah. Which looks real good. Yeah. Developed by Square Enix. Really excited for that game. They've already announced all the characters and stuff for it. So I don't know. I don't know what else they'd announce, but I'm, I'm sure they will remind us that that game's coming out. Maybe sure. in a reel, like you said. Right. And then, jumping all the way forward to November 16th, that's when Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee are coming out. Right. It's actually funny because these games have just been announced with a fair amount of detail. They've confirmed that it's going to be at E3 this year, but I wonder what they would announce, mm. you know? Maybe give you a little bit of, like, how Kanto's different, if it is in any way. Mm -hmm. I guess maybe they could give a more detailed walkthrough of, like, the catching mechanics or something. Right. I guess they could also tell us what the one brand new Pokemon in the game is, but I feel like they might save that till later. I feel yeah. like that might be a, we'll tell you the month before the game comes out deal. That makes sense. 
But that is all the games with release dates. Mm -hmm. So Nintendo has had a pretty good pattern so far. uh, Releasing Nintendo published games for the Nintendo Switch. uh, Releasing at least two of them every month since April this year. Like April to July, I'll have at least two Nintendo releases. Okay. Um, Most of that is filled up with, you know, with like Wii U ports and stuff. Right. But the fact that they've been able to manage that is pretty impressive and i think they're going to try to keep that momentum up through at least november of this year that means they need two games apiece for august september october and november and i feel like they'll also squeeze one december game in there like they did for xenoblade chronicles 2 last year okay like one like game coming out in the first week of december sure so that's potentially like nine nintendo release dates (laughs) uh wow. before the end of the year right um and maybe maybe there'll be less than that maybe um maybe i'm giving nintendo too much pressure too much credit here sure. but i feel like it's possible because there is a lot of stuff that they could give release dates or they could announce and i'm ready to talk about some of them let's go so or i guess i should say let's go <laughs> I, I i guess you could say that yeah. it's a me game so i think the first thing that we can talk about is nintendo games that are already announced but don't have release dates yet okay so the first one that i think we should talk about is yoshi all right last year they showed a game with yoshi in it just going through this very this very like cardboard aesthetic world Mm -hmm. right Looked like a Yoshi game. Looked, sure. looked cute. Nothing mind blowing. I wish that I could say that my interest in the Yoshi franchise hasn't just declined since Yoshi's Island was released slowly but surely, but it has. Right. Yeah. So you know, whatever. It'll come out, and that's fine. Yeah. I think this is you know that this game is basically ready. They're probably just trying to give some space between it and Kirby to come sure. out. I think we could see Yoshi 2018 in August or September. Okay. And I think like. I don't think the game is going to revolve around this, but I think as a little bonus, they're going to announce, like, Nintendo Labo support for it. Oh, that's cool. Like, like if you already have the variety pack, mm-hmm. there will be, like, a set of levels that revolves around, like, using the Labo house or using the motorbike. Right, that'd be really cool. Yeah. And I think that'll be, like, their big, their big like, hook. Here's a guess at the title, because why not? Uh-huh. Yoshi on board. Ah, that's really cute and terrible at the same time. <laughs> yeah, Yoshi. Good balance. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's really clever, actually. Yeah, there's a game called Yoshi's Twisty Turny or whatever, so this is fine. <laughs> this is fine. Yes, that's fair. Also announced for a 2018 release date is a Fire Emblem game. My recent history with the Fire Emblem game has been me playing Fire Emblem Heroes for a little while, getting bored, uninstalling it, and then your girlfriend will go like, oh, they just added Dorcas the Barbarian, but he's in a bunny suit. Then I go, he's in a bunny suit, and I reinstall the game. I try to get him, and then I don't get him, and then I uninstall it. That's pretty much been what's been happening there. So any new Fire Emblem news is welcome to me at this point. I'm so glad that I played Fire Emblem Heroes for two days and then never touched it again <laughs> i feel like i've i would have gotten so mad at that game if i invested any real time or love into it you know I've, I've put a decent amount of time into it and i've enjoyed myself but at this point like 
I have all the heroes that I really wanted, and they're all at max level, and I just don't feel like getting into the weird post-game shit you have to do to keep, you know, relevant in that game. So I got my, not my money's worth, because I never spent any money, but, you know, I got my time out of that game. That's fair. I am excited for, like, a brand new Fire Emblem game. I I think it'll definitely be modern feeling. I don't think they'll... Mm -hmm. They'll really go back to their roots. I think it'll be something that fans of Awakening and Fates are really into. Cool. I think it'll be one game again. Okay. I hope it'll be one game, honestly. God, that'd be great. Yeah. Instead of three. Yeah. I think it'll be really interesting. I think I'll have some character designs that I really like, <laughs> some character designs that'll make me uncomfortable. Uh-huh. And I think that this is going to be their December game. I think they're going to like really just slide it into the United States at like the last possible minute. Okay. And that... Japan will probably get it in, like, November or October. Right. I'm excited to, to see a Fire Emblem game on the Switch. I feel like it could look really, really good. So, yes. Yeah, so I'm excited yeah. about it. That is certainly true. Um, those those up-close Fire Emblem faces <clears throat> will look better and more richly detailed than ever. Yeah. I I don't have a fun Fire Emblem title in mind because they're all really weird and... Like, Yoshi games, it's easy, because Yoshi likes to have titles that have to do with, like, their central theme, and we already know Yoshi's central theme. I know nothing about the new Fire Emblem, and nobody does. It'd just be like, Fire Emblem Dawn of the Night, or some shit. I don't know. Something something dumb. I would would love it if you were were somehow exactly on on the money. There's a Dawn version and a Night version. And then at the end, you uh, you get Fire Emblem Dusk of the Sun. Oh, God. And then you get the third one. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I enjoyed Fire Emblem Fates. Um, I didn't enjoy, enjoy paying that much money to experience the whole thing. That's fair. Then, leaving the 2018 realm, mm-hmm. Metroid Prime 4. I love your, your vocabulary there. <laughs> leaving the 2018 realm. <laughs> We progress from a world of fantasy steeped in swords and magic to a world of sci-fi steeped in bounty hunters and dinosaurs. That, that's that's spot on me, Sean. It's I, Metroid! It's like, it's like and I, two. Daniel. It's like there's two of me in the room. <laughs> uh, yeah, Metroid Prime 4. We really know nothing about it besides the title. Right. And then it's going to have that bum, bum, yeah. bum, bum, yeah. bum, 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 happening. Uh, rumor has it that Bandai Namco is developing, which could be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Those guys are generally good at developing games. Sure. And I think that this is going to be a 2019 game. Okay. But it might be like this fiscal year. I think it might mm. be, I think they might release it March 2019. So we'll get like a teaser for it in this direct. I think they will, okay. I think they will mention Metro Prime 4 and say, yeah, it's coming out 2019. Here's like a CG trailer. Cool. Hopefully the CG trailer will have no voice acting in it <laughs> because we all know how that went with Metroid Other M and it was not good. So it, Nintendo's frustrating because they're kind of like really hit and miss with their voice acting. Mm-hmm. I feel it can occasionally be really good, but it's usually just disappointing. Right. And then there's sometimes when Samus is saying like, and that's when I knew about the baby or whatever. <laughs> and uh, it's just not going well. Yeah, the localization is rough sometimes. I I heard recently actually that they just tend to avoid hiring union actors. Oh no wonder. Yeah, right. Doesn't that explain a lot? <laughs> yeah. But also, where are they putting their auditions? <laughs> let let <laughs> right? me audition. Like... I'm non-union. <laughs> let me get in there. Yeah. 
But yeah, after after Metroid Prime 4, we got a Bayonetta 3. Also, no release date, just a confirmation that it's in development. Sure. And I don't think we'll even see Bayonetta 3 at this at this direct. Okay. I think it's just too far out. It might not even come out till 2020, you know, so it's maybe, too far out, man. <laughs> maybe 2019, but I think it'll be like holiday 2019. So there's no point in really talking about it right now. We'll That's... just have to hang ten until twenty. Ha 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 ha. Anyway, yeah, I, I I agree with your expert analysis. No, no idea where that bit came from or where you're going with it. I'm a surfer, <laughs> hanging ten. So that covers everything that we know about. Mm-hmm. From here on, it's going to be games that Nintendo hasn't announced yet, which means it could be anything, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Like, as I said, I think we're going to be getting at least one game per month. So far, we've filled in Yoshi for one of those months, Fire Emblem for one of those months, and uh, and Smash is in a nebulous area that we'll, we'll discuss in more detail later. Sure. So, what could fill some of these other slots? And I think the new answer could be same as the old answer. Hmm. Wii U ports. Yeah. So... I think there's definitely a few pretty good contenders. Okay. So I'll start with one that I think a lot of people want, and there's reason to believe that it's going to exist. Okay. Xenoblade Chronicles X. Hmm. The director of the Xenoblade franchise said in an interview not too long ago that he would love to see a Switch port of Xenoblade Chronicles X and that he really wants to make it happen. Cool. And, you know, that got a really good response right. from the fan base. And I think Xenoblade Chronicles X would be a great fit on the Switch. A better fit on the Switch than it was on the Wii U. For sure. Because it has a lot of online multiplayer features. And if it came out on the Switch, I'd be able to experience that <laughs> with the team. You know, like I I would have people to play it with, like you and my girlfriend. Right. And, and I'm sure I could get a, like a whole four-party team going. When I had it for the Wii U, I was the only person I knew that had a Wii U. <laughs> so I would love to see X on the Switch. I don't think we're going to see it at this Direct or this year. Okay. Like we mentioned, Mala Soft is still focusing on releasing Xenoblade Chronicles 2 DLC. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where they want Monolith Soft fans to be paying attention right now. Okay. I think if Xenoblade Chronicles X comes out like right around the same time that they're releasing that story DLC mm-hmm. for Chronicles right. 2, I think, yeah, I think that's kind of a mess. You're kind of cannibalizing your own products. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So I think that we're getting Xenoblade Chronicles X in 2019. Okay. It'll be, you know, it'll be an acid E3 that year and then come out like that fall or something as like the RPG title you can enjoy while Monolith Soft takes like three or four years to work on their their next project. Right, that makes sense. Another Wii U port to the Switch. There's a couple that could make sense, and that's New Super Mario Bros. U or Mario Maker. Now, I'm a fan of one of those games, <laughs> and it's not New Super Mario Bros. U. No. I get where you're coming from, but I have no interest in the New Super Mario Bros. franchise at all. Yeah. I I feel like it could happen, but I don't want it to happen, and I think that it won't. Okay. I think that Nintendo probably realizes on some level that New Super Mario Bros. U is really the culmination of 
all this fatigue that people are feeling towards the new Super Mario Bros. like 2D mm-hmm. franchise. And I think they realize that, that it won't really generate that much excitement sure. if they release it for the Switch. I think there'd be more excitement over Mario Maker for the Switch. But if we get that, I feel like we're getting Mario Maker 2 okay, and not a port. I feel like either way, that would be a really great move because I feel as though... You know, Mario Maker was such a popular game. Yeah. To the point where I was watching, you know, streams on Twitch TV more often than than I am now. Yeah. And a lot of my favorite streamers were purchasing Wii U's specifically so that they could stream Mario Maker. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was moving consoles. Yeah. And I feel as though, you know, Nintendo could have capitalized on that popularity more than they did. Yeah. Um, so I feel as though kind of, you know, the Mario Maker franchise still has a lot of kind of fondness and goodwill. And uh, by either porting it or releasing a sequel, I think that'd be a really good move, especially if they were to, I don't know, do something to make it kind of a longer lasting phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I think just having... A, a better online service, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. make it make it part of their whole Nintendo online thing. Right. And just add enough stuff to make it feel like it's deserving of a sequel. Maybe have like a Super Mario Land sprite <laughs> set, you know, make it look mm-hmm. like a Game Boy game on there. That'd be really cool. Um, add slopes. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, I, I think they could definitely make a worthwhile Mario Maker 2 um, but I don't think we're seeing that this year. Okay. Get the vibe that we're not seeing it this year. Fair enough. So this next one is actually a Wii port instead of a Wii U port. But I think it's worth talking about. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD hmm. could be a thing. You know, uh, Breath of the Wild came out about a year and a half ago. Or it will have, you know, by the fall season of this year. Mm-hmm. They might want to release another Zelda thing, but it's it's probably too soon for a brand new Zelda thing, even a brand new 2d zelda game right so i think a like an hd port of skyward sword that still has motion control using the joy con but mm-hmm. makes it optional okay right you know um i think that could interest a lot of people and you know be a cool follow-up to the the wii u ports of wind waker and twilight princess like maybe when they announce skyward sword hd they even say like and you can just download wind waker and twilight princess for the wii u uh for the switch because why not sure that'd be really great if i were to officially predict it i'd say i wouldn't um i think that a skyward sword hd is going to happen in the switch's lifespan but maybe not this soon okay um but i think it has like a 30 to 40 percent chance of happening cool so here's a couple here's if i were to be a betting man and and say which Wii U ports we're getting for the Switch this year. Mm-hmm. The first I think has some level of likelihood is Tokyo Mirage Session Sharp FE. Man, that would be so great because I definitely feel as though that game was one of the most tragic Wii U exclusives. You yeah, know, it's right. Like such a good RPG and so few people played it. Yeah. Uh, really, really deserves to be experienced by more people. Yeah, I can see that being like, like a September or October game. And yeah, like it's it really is an excellent RPG. It's got a great battle system. I love the character progression and it's it's surprisingly fun and charming. <laughs> the one thing is that if we're getting Fire Emblem this year, like they'll they'll need to be careful about releasing that like too close. Mm, right. Um like so maybe 
Tokimara Sessions will actually be like a 2019 release. Okay. Um, but I still think there's a decent shot of it. I think if we get, I think if we get Fire Emblem Darkness of the Night, uh, in December, then a a port of a spinoff in September would be fine. But here's one that I think we're definitely getting: The Wonderful 101. Ah. Uh, this has been hinted at actually since the Switch was announced. Shortly after that Switch event, that first Switch event where we got to see what the Switch was about, mm-hmm. Platinum Games released like a little promotional image of the Wonderful 101 cast like playing a Switch game together. <laughs> and Kamiya at Platinum has just said very vocally that he wants Wonderful 101 on the Switch. Okay. So at the very least, half of the people you need to make that happen are very enthusiastic about it. Yeah. I I think that Wonderful 101 is getting a Switch port, and I think we're getting it in, like, August. I okay. think that's going to be one of our August games. Cool. And I think it could even, like, be announced alongside, like, a sequel, or maybe even, like, an epilogue playable story that they call <laughs> the Wonderful 102 or something. That's cute. Yeah. Good job. Um, <laughs> Thanks. I think that's definitely happening. Nice. I can see that happening, and I would look forward to that. You know, that's another really interesting and solid game that would benefit from, you know, being experienced by a wider audience. Yeah, I think so, too. So, that's the Wii U ports I got for you. Mm -hmm. Now we can talk about brand new Switch games that we might see from from the first party, from the first party published area. Okay. So, first, I think maybe we can mention... The fact that the N64 Classic might be a thing. Okay. If it gets announced, it's not going to be at E3. Sure. The SNES Classic got announced late June last year. And, you know, they've they've already pretty much said, yeah, we're focusing on the Switch for this E3. The N64 Classic is not a Switch. <laughs> <laughs> it, is a, it is a brick filled with cartridges, and that has no place here. That's a direct quote from Reggie Fiamme. Yeah, when, when they talked about Showing the the N sixty four classic at an E three. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. I was I was a fly on the wall. And then he said, and "Next year in Smash Bros, I'm gonna kick your ass." <laughs> and uh, that will go well next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He definitely won't spend the entire match repeatedly trying to throw someone. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> and doing it badly, <laughs> like he didn't even learn the controls. Right. Yeah. No, that was like a four-year-old picking up the game for the first time. Like yeah. it was that level of mastery. Yeah. Oh man. So there is a rumor that Retro Studios is working on a Star Fox racing game called Star Fox Grand Prix. Which, if true, don't understand why that isn't an F Zero game. Yeah, I don't either. But if it's weird enough that I think it could be true. Okay. And I think that it is true. I think that Star Fox Grand Prix is a perfect like October game. Mm-hmm. And I think it'll be surprisingly like great looking. Like okay. I think it'll look like a lot of fun. I think it'll feel really good to play because Retro Studios just makes games that feel really good to play. Very true. And I feel like, they'll sort of blur the line between Star Fox and F-Zero. I think it'll be like, you know, I think it'll cover the Star Fox cast, but then they'll be like, here's some DLC where you can play as Captain Falcon. Right. Riding the Blue Falcon. Or uh, another, here's another DLC that allows you to play 
as Dylan from Dylan's Rolling Western, <laughs> and he's he just rolls into a ball and and rolls around. That'd be really great. He does what Sonic should have been doing in every racing game he's ever been in. True. The thing that I am looking forward to the most for a uh, Star Fox racing game would be that I would hope that they would continue to have like the calm dialogue, but just while you're racing. Oh, that'd be fun. Like, Fox, I can't believe you passed me. Oh, Your father would never have done that. <laughs> yeah, that actually, <laughs> that actually be great, especially <laughs> in story mode. Uh-huh. Yeah. Maybe that's not like in multiplayer races, but in story <laughs> mode, that'd be amazing. I'd really love that. Well, I hope it's also in multiplayer. <laughs> you know that if I have the ability to have any control over that in a multiplayer match, I'm going to spam it at you. This is a situation where I would be returning fire just as enthusiastically as you. Facts, facts, facts. So I, I think something else we could end up seeing is... Nintendo likes to do, like, small experimental stuff. Sure. And we haven't heard from Skip Limited in a while. Hmm. Skip Limited is the development studio that makes the Chibi Robo games. <laughs> the first one is something that I very much love, and ever since then, they've kind of been unable to capture the magic, and I'm very sad. Sure. Or at least not in the States. They they got a really cool sequel for the DS in Japan that I haven't ever played. Right. And they're also responsible for the Art Style games, a series of WiiWare and DSiWare games that are just sort of these cool little experimental, like, small games. Mm -hmm. Stuff like Roto Hex and Orbital. Really neat stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, I, at one point, was just watching Daniel play through them all, and uh, I have to say, really, really cool, kind of interesting, high-concept type stuff going on. Yeah, so I think we could see a weird small game or even weird small games from Skip Limited, uh, particularly. Maybe even something like that gets a shadow drop okay. at the E3 conference. Like, you can download Jerk Loop today <laughs> after the conference for $7. It's from Skip Limited. You play as a jerk, and you go through as many loops as you can. <laughs> But going through loops makes you angry, so don't go through too many loops or the game ends. This is actually just like Sonic with high blood pressure. <laughs> really, really, Jerk Loop is just the next Sonic game. Like, you know, he runs through loops all the time. He is kind of a jerk. Right. Yeah, he that, just, that was he... the working title for, for Sonic Mania, Jerk Loop. And originally they were, the Werehog transformation was just going to be Sonic turning into an asshole, <laughs> but uh, they scrapped that because, you know, not family-friendly. Uh, wow, Sonic, what happened? Shut the fuck up, Tails! <laughs> <laughs> he just looks exactly the same. <laughs> right. He just happens to be a dick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, even if it's not Skip Limited specifically, I think like a smaller digital game that they just slap onto the eShop day of would be really cool. That makes sense. Speaking of cool digital games that they could slap onto the eShop day of, Mother 3? <laughs> That's all. I, I just, I, I love Mother 3. I love it. It's an amazing game. It hasn't come out in the States yet, and I really wanted to. There was a rumor a while back that would happen on the Wii U. It never happened. 
and who knows if it'll ever happen now, but I think that that would be great. I agree. For the record, I don't think it's going to happen here at E3 2018, but I would love it if it did, and I wonder if I wonder if the fact that they've sort of confirmed that Virtual Console, at least as it has been named in the past, will no longer really be a thing. Right. I wonder if they'll use that as an opportunity to surprise us. It's like, yeah, Virtual Console isn't a thing, but here, <laughs> just just a port of Mother 3, 20 bucks, Switch. We're putting it on our new service, the Virtual Thronsel, <laughs> where we only put Mother 3 on it. <laughs> $40, and <laughs> Daniel opens his wallet immediately. So yeah, there there is one more big game that I feel could happen, and that's Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. We got the mobile game earlier this year, and Nintendo has an MO that we've been witnessing, mm-hmm. uh, especially recently, where they release their mobile games to sort of facilitate sales of their existing products. Right. And to drum up excitement for that. So, unfortunately, the Animal Crossing mobile game sucked to a degree that no one that I know played it for more than like five minutes. So, <laughs> uh, uh, my my girlfriend Amy played it for like a good week. I think she still she still opens it up like every now and then, take a peek, and then closes it again. Okay, still probably less time than she spent on Fire Emblem Heroes, oh, for instance. Though. Far less, yeah. far less, for sure. Nonetheless, I feel like they might try to capitalize on any popularity that the mobile game does have by releasing a console title. I'd be down for that. Especially since Animal Crossing games historically release around November in the States. Okay. Yeah, actually, I think we're going to say that that's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Like, we're getting Pokemon in November, and that's like, you know, a a big RPG, right? Getting Animal Crossing in November, sort of targeting, like, a different demographic. Okay. Um, So you have, like, sort of your, your turn-based RPG, but you also have just this fun little sim game, both coming out in November, both taking advantage of their mobile games, maybe, mm-hmm. and Animal Crossing in particular taking advantage of that new online service. Okay. I think it would be really cool. I agree. And that would, uh, that would be, that'd be a solid lineup. I think for for the rest of the year, Yoshi on board, <laughs> uh, August twenty eighteen, mm-hmm. alongside Wonderful one hundred and one. Sure. Then you got Tokyo Mirage Sessions Sharp Fe mm-hmm. port in September. Then in October you got Star Fox Grand Prix, mm-hmm. and maybe that Zelda port actually. Maybe that Zelda port. That makes okay. sense. Then November you got Animal Crossing and Pikachu and Eevee. It's a triple whammy. <laughs> Of animals. Yeah, and then you you finish that off with, with Fire Emblem in December. Although, think, thinking about it, either we're getting Zelda in October or we're getting Fire Emblem in October and no game in December. Right. Not sure which one. Well, um, you know, I like your uh, provisional lineup here. I think that you've got some good stuff going on. Yeah, me too. So, that's the first party stuff. But I think they're also going to try to play up their third party support and how much third-party stuff they have in the pipeline. Cool. So let's let's try to knock some of those predictions out. All right, we've been to the first party. The second party got canceled. Now we're on our way to the third party. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So here's some third-party stuff that's already announced that I could see them sort of recovering in their E3 Direct. Right? Okay. 
uh, Monster Hunter Generations. Yeah. You're personally very excited about that, I think. I am. Uh, I liked it on the 3DS. I am excited for it on the Switch. Nice. I'll be very interested to see how Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate does here. Mm-hmm. Because Monster Hunter World ended up being a huge deal. Yes. People got really into it. I think it was a lot of people's first Monster Hunter game. And I think it got a lot of attention and a lot of excitement. I feel like Monster Hunter Generations is going to make a lot of money, but half the people who buy it are going to be really mad. (laughs) No, yeah, like a lot of the Monster Hunter YouTube channels I follow, like Gaijin Hunter, for instance, basically made a video that's like, what you should expect when you're playing Monster Hunter Generations, <laughs> just kind of going through like how different and kind of how regressive an experience it can be in some ways, yeah, compared to World. Uh, so caveat emptor, you know, if you're if you're picking up that game because you played World and that was your first Monster Hunter game and you enjoyed it, be aware that this is kind of like going from Mega Man X to Mega Man. Like there are a lot of differences. Yeah. Uh, and there are a lot of kind of improvements that have been made to the franchise and world that will not be there in yeah. generations. I do think that around this time next year, they'll probably announce Monster Hunter 5, and that'll feel a lot more similar to World than this does. I think so too. And uh, I am looking forward to that. Yeah. Also, FIFA 19 is a thing that EA has confirmed. And yeah! I don't know, actually, go shit. <laughs> yeah, same. But apparently it looks way better than the than the last FIFA game for the Switch did. Okay. Apparently it's, like, practically, like, it's not running on the Frostbite engine, mm-hmm. but they're getting close to being able to approximate the Frostbite engine nice. on the Switch. So, so a FIFA game looking really good on the Switch might encourage them to put Madden and stuff on there. Who knows? Okay. And... Starlink Battle for Atlas that uh that Ubisoft game where you like sort of build the little spaceship toy and then you put it on your controller. Right. That's a generic ass name. Like of course Ubisoft named that game. <laughs> Starlink Battle for Atlas. Coming this fall to a generic time near you. <laughs> ah anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. But yeah. you know, hope it does well. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think we'll we'll see that during Nintendo's direct and get a little more focus on it for the following reason. So there was a rumor slash leak recently. Uh, someone took a picture of a piece of paper that had a bunch of show floor positions for a variety of unannounced third party games for the Switch. Okay. Starlink, which was already announced for the Switch, was on this picture, and the unannounced games were Dragon Ball Fighters for the Switch, Fortnite for the Switch, Paladins, that Overwatch knockoff, mm-hmm. Overcooked 2, and a game called Killer Queen Black that appears to be based off of this sort of multiplayer arcade game, arcade game, okay, uh, called Killer Queen. And... First of all, several people in the games industry came forward and said, if this is a fake, it's faked by someone that's also in the games industry because the 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 style of this image and the show floor positioning and stuff is legitimate. Ah. Like, that's that looks convincing, they okay. said. And on top of that, people have data mined the recent eShop update for the Nintendo Switch and found data for both Fortnite and Paladins. <laughs> on top of that, people have data mined the most recent update for Paladins on PC 
and found images of Joy-Cons and references to Nintendo hardware in the text. Well, either this is the world's weirdest and latest April Fool's joke, or I'd say <laughs> that that's pretty solid evidence. Yeah, so I think I think we can straight up expect to see all these games announced at the Nintendo E3 Direct, and I think that's a really good lineup. I think Dragon Ball Fighters can still generate a lot of excitement. A lot of people were clamoring to see that game on Switch, mm-hmm. and I think it'll I think it'll do well there. Fortnite Fortnite is a big deal right now to the layman to the yes to you know to the people who only play Fortnite and no other game <laughs> my girlfriend and i went down to florida recently to visit some of her family and one of her cousins like came up to us and it's like hey do you guys play Fortnite you know like <laughs> he's he's one of those people he's, right. he's one of those people that only play Fortnite and it's is a really big deal that it is on the switch there was a rumor a while back that they would have like some exclusive content and Nintendo related skins and stuff. And I think that's great. I think that's a, uh, especially if it's still free on the switch, I might, I might check it out. I haven't played nice. Fortnite yet and I might, if it's on the switch. Okay. So I think that's, that's good news. That's nothing but good news for Nintendo. For sure. Paladins also is something I haven't played, but I have played a lot of overwatch mm-hmm. and, I've never played Paladins on PC or on PS4 mm-hmm. because Overwatch is already on PC and PS4 and <laughs> right. it's, it's right there. Why why would I play Paladins? Yeah, Paladins is kind of the definition of like second banana, you know? But Paladins is like genius on the Switch. It's a perfect fit for mm-hmm. the Switch because Blizzard have kind of straight up said, yeah, we, uh, we're not planning on porting Overwatch any new platforms. Our Overwatch team is kind of focused on just updating Overwatch. Right. So with with them basically saying, yeah, we're we're not porting this to Switch, Paladins can move in and pick up this audience that might have picked up Overwatch. Right. If they had access to it. True. Like, again, I might try out Paladins because it's on the Switch, so why not? Fair enough. And, yeah, I think that's a really great fit. I feel like this might come out in September and use that Nintendo Online. Uh, Ah, true. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Fortnite might do something similar, I think. And I don't know too much about Overcooked 2 or Killer Queen Black, but those seem like cool, like, you know, smaller, like, pseudo-indie titles that their uh, Overcooked 2 in particular does have a pretty passionate following for it. So Nice. So, yeah, I think those are all really good picks. I think those are great games to showcase in an E3 Direct. I think those are all good picks. Okay. Um, and I, I think it's definitely real. I think, I think we'll hear all of those games get mentioned during, during their direct. Well, I'll look forward to it. And the person who leaked it will say, I told you so, I guess. <laughs> so other than that, we don't have too many clues about what third party stuff could be at Nintendo's E3 direct. But this being a smashing theory, I bet you have some smashing theories about that. Oh, you know I do. Oh. So Capcom said that they are planning on releasing Ace Attorney games for the Switch this year, or at mm-hmm. least one of them. So here's what I would love a Switch Ace Attorney game to be. Mm-hmm. I would love to see the first three or four Phoenix Wright games, the first three or four Ace Attorney games, remade... To look like Ace Attorney 5 and 6. Same. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so great. Yeah, I want those gorgeous 3D models 
and like some voice acting, but not full voice acting because right. the voice acting isn't great in the United <laughs> States, actually. No, not for that franchise, no. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, you have a name, you have a guy named Clavier Gavin who speaks with a German accent in the text, but then he's just Yuri Lowenthal's regular speaking voice. Ach, tongue, baby. <laughs> Fucking terrible. Oh, man. But yeah, I would love to see like a full remake of especially like the first Ace Attorney game yeah. use, using that style. What I think we're getting instead is two Ace Attorney collections. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is the mobile ports of one through three and right. one is the mobile ports of four through six. Sounds about right. Yeah, I think that's exactly what we're getting. It's going to use that up art that the mobile ports used. Mm-hmm. It actually looks pretty good uh, for the mobile port of Ace Attorney 4, actually. Okay. The mobile port of 4 looks really good. I can't place what looks so weird about the mobile ports of 1 through 3. Right. But, yeah. It's something. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I think we'll get that on the Switch. I think those collections will be announced at E3 this year. And then they'll be like, and one more thing about Ace Attorney. And we'll just see a logo for Ace Attorney 7, <laughs> the word 2019, and nothing else. Okay. Something I would love to see, I think this is kind of a long shot, mm-hmm. is Famitsu, this week actually, just announced a new game from Furyu for the Switch. Furyu being this sort of RPG developer. Okay. Called Work X Work. Uh, although the X is done in the same style as Hunter X Hunter, hmm. so oh, it's like work cross work, yeah, or work work. Okay, so work work, work cross work, whatever work X work, <laughs> work 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 work. <laughs> so this game is a new RPG with sort of this cutesy sprite aesthetic that has a pretty cool team working on it. Like it's being directed by. Uh, the guy that worked on the, the Caligula effect. And the scenario is being worked on by the director of Mother 3. That's cool. And the art is by the artist of Mother 3. That is also so, cool. And you can you can definitely tell with the, with the art style that this game has. It looks really intriguing and really, really quirky and really funky. And it definitely, you can definitely see some of that Earthbound influence in there. Nice. So I just really love if right off the bat that that gets confirmed for a US release like this I, year. I would be okay with that for sure. Yeah. I think even in worst case scenario that game will probably eventually come out like maybe Atlas brings it out sometime in 2019. Right, but it would be nice to get a confirmation right away. Yeah. And yeah, I would just love that sooner rather than later. I sure. think that'd be a lot of a lot of fun. Yeah, I think it'd be cool if they just announced like something a new game using one of their IP from a third-party company. Okay. Maybe something Western, like, you know, like that Bethesda, like that potential, like Bethesda Zelda game uh, that we hypothesized last time. But I think Bethesda in particular, we will see an announcement like that in the Switch's lifespan. Mm-hmm. Not this year. So relating to that idea of kind of third-party developers working with first-party Nintendo IPs, what would your dream situation be there? If you could match any third-party developer with any Nintendo IP, what would the combination be? Hmm. Personamon. Oh, shit. You're right. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. That would be so great. Yeah. Now, I really actually, I really enjoyed Tokimura Sessions 
sharp FE, mm-hmm. even though like it was most it mostly just because it was a good RPG and not because it was a particularly good Shin Megami Tensei Fire Emblem crossover. Sure. Uh it was really much more Shin Megami Tensei than it was Fire Emblem. But I would love them to even sort of use the Pokemon IP and sort of cross it over with like that persona style gameplay. That's really cool. I would love it. Yeah, that's really cool. How about you? So I'm not as sold on on this idea as I am on your Persona Mon idea, but I would love to see, even though I'm a big Smash fan, like a well-known fighting game studio make some kind of a Nintendo fighting game. Like, uh, I don't know, uh, Capcom making a Zelda fighting game or something like that. Or uh, Or a Fire Emblem fighting game. Yeah, I was thinking like... A Fire Emblem fighting game from Arc System Works. Oh, that'd be really great. Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's what I'd like to see. Yeah, they're really busy, but still. Right. Yeah, just Nintendo kind of handing the reins over and saying, like, here you go, go nuts, and just seeing what they come up with. I, yeah. I'd really like that. Yeah, I'd I'd really like that too. I'd I'd love like Iron Galaxy to just make like a new Joy Mech <laughs> fight game or something. Oh, that'd be really great. Yeah, or even Custom Robo mm-hmm, from sure, them. Sure. Uh, Chibi Robo. <laughs> I'd I'd play it. I'd I'd try it out. You'd try anything out. That's not true, actually. You didn't play that weird game where you take pictures of stuff. What game? That Chibi Robo game where like you take a picture of a toilet paper roll and then it turns into something in the game. Oh, I see. You you would you were saying I would play any Chibi Robo thing and not just right, right, anything yeah, in general. Also, <laughs> also right. you're you're wrong. I did play that. Oh, not for very long. Okay. <laughs> But I did, I did get that, and I tried it, and uh, it was it was a hollow husk of of what Chibi Robo could be, as hollow as a toilet paper roll. <laughs> um, so I I think that's all the most likely third party stuff I can think of. Okay, and some very unlikely third party stuff. Mm-hmm. So that means that this Smash Brothers podcast can move on to our Smash Brothers predictions. All right. Lay them on me. (laughs) So I think Smash will definitely have a pretty heavy presence during the Direct, right? Mm -hmm. So I think first thing worth talking about is we talked about the Smash Bros. Invitational uh, a few episodes ago, right? Yes. And you mentioned that there's going to be eight players. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that there's going to be a minimum of four new characters that are playable at the Invitational. Okay. Right? Roughly half of the players can showcase new characters. Mm-hmm. And that includes the Inkling, which we already know about, even though we haven't seen their gameplay yet. Sure. So basically that means I think we'll know about at least three uh, new Smash Bros. characters Okay. by the end of the E3 Direct. Nice. Uh, first thing we should bring up is that that doesn't necessarily mean that all three of them will be announced at the Direct. Okay. Uh, first, I guess I should clarify and say, like, we'll see at least three new characters by the end of Nintendo's Tuesday Treehouse coverage. Okay. You know, I could see them announcing two during the Direct and then one during the Treehouse, for example. Sure. But I also think there's the possibility of Smash Bros. characters just randomly getting announced during some third-party conferences. <laughs> okay, you know, like you're you're at but you're watching the Bethesda conference. Oh right, and uh, and you see like the Dovahkiin, like you know, going <laughs> going through uh, going through Skyrim, and people are like, oh, it's another Skyrim trailer, and then suddenly, wahoo! Uh... <laughs> Welcome to Smash. <laughs> 
I was thinking something more thematic, like Charizard comes down and, <laughs> and breathes fire at him. No, it's just like, uh, like he's progressing through Skyrim. He reaches a frosted mountain peak with a lone cabin, a torch blazing on the wall. And there's a hooded figure sitting there smoking a pipe, awaiting his arrival. He steps forward. The hood comes off. It's a me. <laughs> I want to invite you to a tournament. And then he takes the hat off and there's a Master Chief helmet under it. <laughs> right. And then he takes off the Master Chief helmet and something else is under there. <laughs> and uh, he just like does that over and over again. Just like until the last one is just the fucking Smash logo. <laughs> and that's how that's how that happens. So I think something like that would be cool. <laughs> I'm glad you think that. Some, rather the general idea of right, right. of a just left field surprise Smash Bros. reveal trailer mm-hmm. at a conference. I think the most likely ones we would see if that were the case were would be a rabid trailer <laughs> at at Ubisoft, mm-hmm. you know, um, or a Sora trailer at the Square Enix ah, conference. Okay, yeah. One of those would be cool. However, I'm going to say that that won't happen. It'd be cool if it did, but I don't think that specifically will happen. Okay. I think that the three character announcements will happen within the Direct. Mm-hmm. And we'll basically get character trailers throughout the Direct. Okay. Right? So, actually, at the very beginning of the Direct, the video starts, and I think we'll it'll just launch with a character trailer for a first-party character that we expect. Okay. Right? Something that won't be too much of a surprise, but that we'll, you know, be kind of happy to see. Sure. My guess would be Captain Toad. Okay. Or uh, either Springman or Ribbon Girl from ARMS. Oh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Then, like, then we see some other Nintendo Direct stuff, non-Smash related. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the trailer, we get another character trailer <laughs> uh, for... For another first-party character, but one that's more surprising or exciting or something that there's been a lot of demand for. Okay, right? so that'll be when Marks gets announced. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I could, I could see, yeah, just like a, like a heavily requested character or maybe even like a WTF character like We Fit Trainer, you know? Okay. Something like that. Um, however, I have a very specific prediction for this middle point, right? Okay. So we mentioned, uh, some predictions for what we'll see at the direct, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we'll, we'll get some Fire Emblem stuff. And I predicted that, uh, Metro Prime 4 would, would get a teaser, right? Right. Um, so I, so I think it shows sort of just some cinematics of, uh, Samus doing some cool stuff. And then it'll cut to another cinematic of... Of Samus, like, in the middle of, like, a fight, right? Okay. Like, uh, she she is in, like, a really intense fight with Ridley. Like, Ridley mm-hmm. is, like, Ridley is, like, you know, swooping down on her, and, like, they're, they're really, like, neck and neck in the fight, but then suddenly, like, Ridley gets the upper hand. He, like, pins her down to the ground, and, like, he, he opens his jaws, and he's about to, like, land, like, a fatal blow. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then suddenly, Ridley gets hit in the face with the <laughs> blaster fire from off screen. Okay. The camera pans over. It's Fox McCloud. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I see. And then Captain Falcon jumps in and, you know, like, right, right. then suddenly it turns out that this second cutscene was a Ridley reveal trailer. That's cute. For Smash Bros. Switch. And then they move, they move on from there. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I, 
I think that this is legit going to happen. I think we are getting a Ridley trailer just mm-hmm. like smack in the middle of of the <laughs> E3 Direct after they talk about some Metroid stuff. Okay. But even if that specifically doesn't happen, I think I think what could definitely happen is getting a reveal that's similar to that. Like, sort of in the middle of the Direct, you get a trailer for what you think is a game, and then it's a fake-out that's actually a character trailer. Sort I of could... Splatoon all over again. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, I could see... Uh, I can see them doing that with Donkey Kong, and it ends up being a King K. Rule trailer, you sure, know? sure, something like that. Or you know, and then you think it's going to be a Kirby trailer, but it's really Marks. Sure, yeah, <laughs> but but no. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. and f- and finally, I think at the end of the direct, like the last game they're going to talk about is Sakurai will show up and he'll give some Smash Bros. details, mm-hmm. and then after he gives the Smash Bros. details. We'll see a gameplay trailer finally. So the character trailers up till then are just cinematics that don't show any gameplay at all. But this last trailer will show gameplay for all the characters that have been revealed so far. So we'll see some Ridley, we'll see some Captain Toad or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and and the Inkling, and see some of how they fight. And then uh, and then at the very end of that trailer, kind of like what they did with Mega Man, mm-hmm. we'll see a reveal of a third party character. Okay. And my guesses are the same: either a rabid. Or Sora, maybe Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> it's funny because you said, you know, you said that you had that notion that a third party character would be appearing, and the first thing that I thought of is like, you know, you go through the trailer, you kind of see everything that's been announced so far, and then toward the tail end of it, you just see one of those like Banjo Kazooie dialogue things pop up on the bottom, <laughs> and it's Gruntilda going like, "What are all these people doing in my game?" You know, and it just goes into like a thing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I you know I I don't know whether or not that's going to happen, but I guess we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd I'd be into that. So let's talk about some of the info. Sure. That Sakurai could talk about. Okay. So I think obviously because of the Invitational, you'll need some stages to fight on. So I think he'll reveal some new stages, right? Okay. I think we'll see Battlefield and we'll see Final Destination. We'll also see like two to three like new stages. Okay. Right. If I were to guess, I'd say. A new Donk City stage, mm-hmm. a Great Plateau stage from Breath of the Wild, nice, and and the Hub World from either the first or second Splatoon game as a stage, nice. Uh, Inkopolis, nice. I think he'll mention GameCube controller support and that they'll release new wired GameCube controllers for the Switch. Makes sense. The GameCube controller is just a great controller. Yeah. Good design, felt good in the hand, you know. And it, it really is perfect for Smash Bros. Yes. I think Amiibos will be mentioned, and I think the Amiibo functionality will change. I think they'll completely scrap the thing where you plug right. in, where you put the Amiibo in, and it's like a guy that you train. I think you'll find a new use for the Amiibos. My idea of, like, instantly unlocking an alt costume for each character, mm-hmm. I, hope, I hope that's real. That'd be neat. That that would certainly serve you well with the number of amiibos that you own, right? Yeah, I I just hope <laughs> it's true for exactly that reason. <laughs> I think the game does have something of a story mode, or at least a more involved adventure mode. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it'll be announced at E three. Mm-hmm. I think they'll save that for like a Smash Direct, like a month before the game. Oh, that comes makes out. sense. Yeah, yeah. And then I think you know I think they'll show that gameplay trailer, and I think they could show the release date and the game's final name in that trailer. Okay, but I think what they might actually do is wait to announce the release date and or the real name of the game 
until the end of the Invitational. Ah, right. Give give you incentive to watch that Invitational. It's like I here's see. some here's some cool Smash Bros stuff. But if you want to know what it's called, if you if you want to know <laughs> when it's coming out, wait for the Invitational. Okay. So I think there's one more major thing that Sakurai could announce, and <laughs> I've been thinking about this for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. So we've been talking a lot about characters that could be added throughout our podcast, right? Sure, yeah. We've also been talking about characters that could get cut, and I've been thinking about that. Mm-hmm. And I've been thinking about the things that Sakurai could say during this conference, and one thing, when I was thinking it out of my head, made a lot of sense to me. Mm-hmm. I think Sakurai could very well end up saying something like, <clears throat> the last Super Smash Brothers game that I made was for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fully-fledged console game, but not many people got to play it because of the console it was on. I'm very proud of the roster that I put together for this okay. for this Smash Brothers game for the Wii U, and I would really like for as many people as possible to be able to play with this roster on a console. <laughs> because, yes, this roster was also on the 3DS, but, right. but the best Smash Brothers experience can really only be played on a television. Or on the go because this is on the Switch and I don't want to undermine the the, sure. the main selling feature of the Switch. <laughs> the point is... <laughs> the point this, does, is this does sound very much like something uh, Sakurai would oh, say. Oh, yeah, yeah. He rambles just like this. <laughs> uh, therefore, therefore, I've decided to include every character from Smash Brothers 4 in the new Smash Brothers game for Nintendo Switch. However, I will not show you all of these characters right away because some of them have new looks and new movesets. Hmm, okay. Uh, then he'll go on to show Link, who will have a new look and a new moveset. That's cute. Yeah. Like, that way there's still some surprise, right? There's still, mm-hmm. some, there's still some anticipation for seeing some members of the old cast. Sure. Uh, because some of them could just have moveset revamps, or, or aesthetic revamps even, or even just have new new looks like i think you know the star fox castle look different and all that sure to reflect the way they look in zero but yeah so this made a lot of sense to me the more i thought about it okay so i'm predicting we're getting all 58 characters from smash 4 on top of whatever character sakurai adds to this new game nice that means that i want to make some adjustments to the roster predictions that we've been making for the past 12 episodes boy do ya yeah so I'll be doing that in a bit. Okay. Uh, but I want to stay on the train that we're on right now and talk about the Smash Bros. Invitational. Let's talk about it. So we got eight players. We got MK Leo, a Smash Four player. Zero, a Smash Four player. Armada, a melee player. Abadango, a four player. Plup, a melee character. Mister R, a four player. Lucky, a melee player. And Mango, a melee player. Mango Nation. Fox McCloud. <laughs> so, so th- these are all pretty good players. I I couldn't really tell you which is most likely to take this tournament, but I feel like it's going to be a four player. Okay. I, f- I feel like five is going to feel more like four than melee, so I think these four players will be will be a bit more in their element. Okay. Not that the melee players are incapable of taking it, Sure. But I, I think the, the four players will have a bit of an advantage. I think that makes a lot of sense. Also, the fact that all but one of the melee players will have to pick a character besides Fox. <laughs> right. 
Uh, I think there will like there. It's been announced that there will be exhibition matches, which we still know nothing about. Okay. So I think you know we'll see some. I really just hope we see Asa Butterfield again. Just, just <laughs> I want to see how good he is at Smash. That'd be cool. And then after all that, after the the final matches, I think we'll get. If we haven't already, we'll get the release date and or the final name. So I've been sort of dancing around what the release date for this could be. Mm-hmm. I think it would make a lot of sense to release it in November, right? Okay. Holiday release, highly anticipated. The Friday before Black Friday would make a lot of sense. <laughs> right. Right? Sure. But I just got this feeling that the game's pretty far along at this point, mm-hmm. and Nintendo is launching their service their online service in September 2018, mm-hmm. right? They need a game to release alongside that service. They don't need one. They're not, like, legally required to have one, obviously. Sure, sure. But I think it would make a lot of sense if they had something, if they had a game that really incentivized people to pay them $20 a year. That makes sense. Right? Smash Bros. is the perfect game for that. I guess they could wait a couple of months mm-hmm. to sort of, you know, take advantage of that. But if they release Smash Bros. Switch alongside the online service in September, mm-hmm. then I think a lot of people feel like they have to get that online service. Yeah. I think that's a perfect seller of the service. And doing it right side by side like that will, like will mean that no one has time to change their minds. It's definitely their ace in the hole, you know? Yeah. Like, that's definitely... I don't think that anything would kind of move systems and get people online more than playing the new Smash online. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and especially because if they release the online service in September, and it sucks, <laughs> and then Smash Bros. comes out in November... Like, right. you know, there'll there'll be people who will just be like, fuck it, I'll just play Smash Bros. offline. Mm-hmm. But if you release them on the same day, yeah. people are yeah. going to be like, ooh, oh, okay, I got to pre-order this online. Like, I got to get this online functionality on the same day as Smash Bros. Uh, so that I can, like, enjoy that experience. And then a bunch of people find out that it sucks, <laughs> right. but it's, it's too late. They've already bought a year of the service, okay. you know? Yep, and then, of sense. course, they gradually they gradually make improvements because, you know... This is that age, and I'm sure Nintendo will make improvements if it does suck. Sure. So I think Smash Bros. Switch will be launching September 28th, 2018, <laughs> and we'll get the Nintendo Online launch on the same date. Okay. Maybe a bit of a bold prediction. I think it'd be much easier to predict November, but I just got kind of a feeling. Well, I'll be interested to see if your feeling is reeling. <laughs> what, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I think that that's as good a day, you know, as any. Um, I think that lining it up with the online service makes a lot of sense. Uh, really, the only other time that I personally would think they might want to release it is kind of November or December, so that it's right in time for the holidays. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like your theory. I definitely like your theory. Cool. And finally, what the title of the new Smash Bros. game could be. I don't think it's going to be called just Super Smash Bros. Okay. My personal guess, for no real reason, is Super Smash Brothers Showdown. Ah, I like the alliteration. Yeah, I like that it shares a letter with the Switch. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think exactly. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so they could, you know, you could just call it Smash Smash S for short. You know? Sure, sure. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> I was kind of thinking along the same lines and that I wanted to share a letter with the Switch and have some alliteration going on, but the thing that my brain came up with was Super Smash Bros. Scuffle. 
that that's going to be what it is. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cute. I, I like Scuffle. <laughs> I like Showdown. Scuffle can be like the Game Boy version. Of the right, Boy yeah. Scale, <laughs> yeah. Scuffle will be the mobile version that isn't as good. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. I like that, yeah. Like just the, the version where like you... You uh you like level up your characters by walking or whatever, and then right, and only by earning one hundred Smash bucks can you uh, play as Falco. Oh no, a Smash Bros. mobile game would be a gotcha game. It would be terrible. Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, uh, and then I think they might cap off the event with one more character trailer, and I feel like that would be like another third party announcement. Okay. But maybe not. Maybe they'll they'll just give you the release date the name and dust their hands off and say see you at evo <laughs> um although i do think that starting like after e3 i feel like we'll just get like cool information on the dojo like every other week you nice know? i'm down for that yeah i hope so anyway i love the dojo i love i love sakurai updating his website with all this fun little smash stuff it's cool so we haven't talked too much about like leaks and rumors in this episode because most of them feel pretty obviously bogus, mm-hmm. and there's others that we've just discussed already, like the like the Spyro and Crash simultaneous announcement rumor, <laughs> right? Which we do not think is real. But I do want to talk about the Das Virgibin rumor. Okay, Das Virgibin is a guy on Reddit, and he has done a lot of leaks, especially with fighting games and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's gotten a lot of stuff right and a lot of stuff wrong. Okay, Das Virgibin leaked before anyone else that the ninja turtles would be playable in injustice Ah. 2 he leaked that there would be a new character in soul Calibur 6 that fit the exact description of grow a character that got announced like a month later okay on the other hand he did claim that there would be a brand new jojo's bizarre adventure fighting game developed by bandai namco and that just ended up being complete nonsense okay He's he's claimed that the reason for his inconsistency is because he has multiple sources. Mm-hmm. Some sources are less reliable than others. He said that this following rumor is from a source of his that has never gotten anything wrong to date. Okay. So, he predicted that all 58 characters would be returning. Hmm. Right? Um, I, I came to this conclusion myself before I read this rumor. Sure, but, sure. That sounds about right. And that there would be three characters announced at e3 okay and again i i made my predictions before i read this rumor sure the ice climbers okay ridley Mm -hmm. and simon belmont okay from castlevania i think this could absolutely be true sure yeah (laughs) yeah i think it's totally plausible it's very possible so i already decided that this would be the game where we get ridley this is the one right right and I've already predicted in a previous episode that Ice Climbers are coming. Mm-hmm. So I don't even need to change my prediction for those two. Simon Belmont, I did not guess in my Konami episode. Right. I guess Bomberman instead. Right. Uh, and actually, it's funny. A lot of people are saying, like, oh, this this is 100% bullshit. Simon Belmont, the, Nintendo's not talking to Konami right now. Come on. Okay. Right? A lot of people are saying that. Um, as we discussed in our Konami episode, I think that Sakurai would not want to use snake without kojima like collaborating with him right but i think nintendo like has a good enough working relationship with konami that they would be open to using some of their other characters sure so i do think that's very possible i would not be surprised if the three characters announced were ice climbers ridley and simon belmont okay 
the the thing that actually like pokes out to me more than Simon Belmont is the ice climbers being sort of given the newcomer treatment. Okay. So on one hand, like that gets that announcement out of the way, right? Sure. Like then then that doesn't take up any more announcement slots. On the other hand, we're only really seeing three brand new Smash characters at the at the Invitational, mm-hmm. right? We're seeing Inkling, Ridley, and Simon Belmont. We already know how the Ice Climbers play. I see. And I wonder, I wonder if they do that. I, I wonder if they would like make someone play as the Ice Climbers in a Smash <laughs> tournament, you know, because they're technically like right, like, like a new character. Yeah. Um, you guys I, can't see me, but I just did air quotes. He did. I can confirm that. Yep. Yeah. It just doesn't like the ice climbers at the invitational doesn't feel very hype inducing to me. I think that people will be excited that the ice climbers are back. I don't think it'll be as exciting to see the ice climbers get played. Sure. Uh, especially when like it, it could be an opportunity to see a totally new to the franchise character get played and we wouldn't be seeing that. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, Simon Beaumont makes a lot of sense. I, like, as soon as I saw a rumor this plausible, it's like, oh, yeah, Simon Belmont would have an amazing moveset using that whip in, like, the Smash Bros, like, setting. Mm-hmm. And the sub-weapons and things like that. Yeah. Um, he could be incredible. But it feels kind of cheap to change my prediction based on a leak or a rumor, you know? Okay. Like, I, I think it definitely could be true. And I don't want to say that I'm, like, so stuck in my ways that I wouldn't adjust to new information. Sure. But I get where you're coming from. Yeah. I I also would feel like such a fool if I said, you know what, Bomberman's not in because Simon Belmont is in. Okay. And I, I changed my prediction and the next week they announced Bomberman. Right. Right? You know, like like yeah, like if the leak is true, I wasn't going to guess Simon Belmont anyway. Okay, but I if get the leak, but from. if the leak is but if the leak is wrong, and I change my my guesses based on this leak, mm-hmm. what a putz I am! <laughs> <laughs> what a putz! So I'm saying that I could see this very much being true, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to change any of, my, any of my predictions based on the Virgin rumor. Okay, that makes sense. Um, so that all said. I do want to make some changes to the predictions that we've been making in the past 12 episodes. Okay. Let's go episode by episode, and I'll tell you what I'm thinking of changing and what I'm not. All right. So, in our very first, or really our second episode, the Mario episode, Mm -hmm. I predicted Mario, Luigi, Peach, Bowser, Rosalina, Bowser Jr., Captain Toad and Paper Mario. Right. Basically, I guess that Dr. Mario would be cut and that Captain Toad and Paper Mario would be newcomers. Mm-hmm. So if we're getting every character back, Dr. Mario was not cut. Okay. But with that in mind, I don't think that I don't think that we're getting nine non-spin-off Mario characters. Okay. Right? I, I don't think that we're getting two new Mario characters on top of that already pretty big Mario cast. Sure. So out of Captain Toad and Paper Mario. I think Captain Toad is in and Paper Mario isn't. Okay. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. I, I That makes me a little sad. I'd really love to see Paper Mario with like a non-clony moveset. I think they could definitely pull it off. Sure. But I think Paper Mario might just be like an assist trophy in this game. All right. I think in that episode, you said yourself that you were not predicting Paper Mario anyway, right? I believe so. Yeah, you disagreed with my Paper Mario prediction, but you agreed with Captain Toad. So, so there we go. So we're on the same page now. Cool. In the Mario spinoffs episode, I guess Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, Yoshi, and Wario. Mm-hmm. Basically, all the spinoff characters would be returning. We wouldn't get any new ones, although 
you know, I definitely saw the arguments for King K. Rule and Ashley and right. Dixie Kong. Out of those, like, something tells me that I might want to guess Ashley. Hmm, okay. But I, I think I'm not gonna. Okay. In the Zelda episode, I predicted Link, Zelda, Sheik, Ganondorf, Toon Link, and Urbosa. And you, Sean, guessed Midna I instead did. of Urbosa. So I thought some more about Urbosa, mm-hmm. right? Um, she would be a really cool character. Breath of the Wild is a big deal. Mm-hmm. But it's possible that the roster was finalized before Breath of the Wild even came out. Mm. And maybe they couldn't have predicted that Breath of the Wild would be as big of a deal as it was. Okay. Maybe it would feel like jumping their gun to include a new character like Urbosa. Okay. Just off the bat. Especially since, you know, she'd potentially be kind of a one-off character like a lot of these side Zelda characters are. Sure. And I thought, like... Well, they they gotta have a new Zelda character at this point. They gotta have like a new move set representing Zelda. Link is going to be the new move set representing right. Zelda. Like he, there, he's going to have his champion move set from Breath of the Wild, and I think they'll be just fine with that. So like Link's new move set: Zelda, Sheik, Ganondorf, and Toon Link. I think that's the. I think that's going to be the Zelda roster. Okay. Uh, I I think there's, like. <laughs> The the possibility of Impa is crying out even more to me now, <laughs> but um, I don't have the courage to take that call. Wow, I guess you don't have the Triforce of Courage. You made this joke last episode, last and time too. now I've made it again, <laughs> because I have the Triforce of Courage, so I have the courage to make the same joke twice. Anyway, who are you predicting <laughs> for Kirby and Boy. shit? Uh, uh, what, what about you? Are you still predicting Midna? Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yep. Okay. So in the Sakurai's Babies episode, mm-hmm. I predicted Kirby, Meta Knight, King DDD, and Bandana Waddledee on the Kirby side. Mm-hmm. You predicted Marks, yes. as you've made very clear in this episode. The sensible choice. <laughs> <laughs> and on the Kid Icarus side, I predicted Pit, Palutena, and that Dark Pit would get somewhat of a revamp right uh i take the stance even harder now on the dark pit side that you know obviously he'll be back and i think you'll get you'll get some new tools and differentiate himself from pit a bit that makes sense over on the kirby side i'm also really confident with my picks i think banana waddle d is for sure in this party okay in the sci-fi episode i predicted captain alomar ness lucas shulk and rex with pira and mithra I I think that's pretty good. I think that's going to stay that way. Okay. In the McClouds episode, I predicted Fox, Falco, Wolf, and Captain Falcon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't think I need to touch that either. Cool. In the Rough Housing episode, I predicted Villager and Little Mac. Yep. And yeah, they're they're back. They're, mm-hmm. they're back. Here they are. In the Retro Revivals episode, I predicted Ice Climbers, Duck Hunt, and Scapon from Joy Mac Fight. Right. I've been think I've been thinking more about Mac Rider. Okay. But I I don't know. It's really between Scapon and Mac Rider for me. They're both like such good picks. I think Mac Rider would be would just make a little more sense as a universal pick. Mm. But I'm I'm sticking with Scapon. Alright. I, I feel like I'm just wrong at this point. But who else is gonna pick Scapon? Gotta stick to your mecha guns. Scapon! <laughs> In Third Parties Part 1, I predicted Sonic, Bayonetta, and Bomberman. 
And of course, this leak uh, contests this the most. Right. But we've kind of already discussed why you're sticking with yeah, Bomberman. Exactly. Still sticking with Bomberman. And I think Bomberman's a good pick. Me Heck, too. Even, even if Simon Belmont's in, I could see Bomberman showing up later as DLC. Hmm. All right. In Third Parties Part 2, where we talked about Capcom, Namco, Bandai, and Square Enix, I predicted Mega Man, Ryu, Phoenix Wright, Pac Man, Heihachi, Cloud, and Sora. Man, in hindsight, those are some hot takes. Yeah, those are some hot takes, and I think I'm going to revisit one of them, actually. All right. Um, gonna, I think. You're going to chop Heihachi in half and throw him away? Nope, sorry. <laughs> I, Heihachi. Hey, Hachi's one of the ones I'm most confident about, actually. Okay. I think, yeah, I think all of these are still pretty solid picks, but I'm rethinking Phoenix Wright. Objection. <laughs> <laughs> I just think out of all the third-party picks, okay. Phoenix Wright stands out as kind of the least of a household name, you know? Okay. Like, I could show a picture of Ryu to my dad's girlfriend, and mm-hmm. she would know who that is. Sure. You know, I... I think Heihachi and Sora are all, like, very recognizable characters. Phoenix Wright, like, sort of is a level of... It's definitely more of a niche. Mm -hmm. He's definitely more of a niche than all of those. Uh, And he's more of a niche than than Bomberman and Sonic. He's very Nintendo. He's a very cool character. But he... uh, He's, in terms of relevance and popularity... He's a notch lower than all of my other picks. You know, I, um, unfortunately, we don't really have a way to kind of quantify this because neither of us are sociologists who have done surveys on the popularity of video game characters. But right. my impression is that Heihachi, if he is more recognizable kind of on the street than Phoenix Wright, it isn't by very much at all. Like, I, when I think of Heihachi and the attempts to kind of make him a popular character beyond Tekken, I think of that scene in Mean Girls where the girl goes, stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> like they keep throwing him out there, and everyone's like, who cares except for people who really love Tekken? Uh, at least that's kind of my impression. That's... <laughs> I see where you're coming from there, but... Although we are not sociologists, we do have access to things like game sales and NPD charts. Mm -hmm. Tekken 7, a game with Heihachi in it, sold 2 million copies in its first month, maybe even closer to 4 million copies. Stuff like Phoenix Wright breaks 150k in its first month. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm going with this. Like, Like, you know, the Phoenix Wright franchise overall has sold like a few million the Tekken franchise is like 10 million plus okay I mean I also think that it's worth considering that you know I don't think that character recognition necessarily correlates with game sales and also I don't think it's necessarily true that the kind of people who purchase Tekken are the kind of people who care about Smash Mm. I think there's a lot of factors in play there that could influence whether or not Hihachi or Phoenix Wright is going to be in Smash. And my impression, and obviously this could be colored by the fact that I don't care about Hihachi very much. Very much, I would say. Okay, Go fine. On. <laughs> um, I don't know. My impression is that I just don't think for a number of reasons that Hihachi would be a good fit for Smash. So feel free to keep him and cut Phoenix Wright if you want to. I'm going to be doing the opposite. Okay, I th- 
uh <laughs> that's that's fine i am keeping him i am cutting phoenix right however in place of phoenix right i am putting the monster hunter <laughs> okay because i do think that you know i do think that there will be another capcom rap but like the more i think about it that that's the thing it's not just that phoenix right is like less iconic and and less of a big deal compared to all these other like characters by other companies, he's less important and less of a big deal than Monster Hunter is right now. That is very true. Phoenix Wright would be would have been a DLC character in my books anyway, and I think when they come time to like deciding the DLC, I think they'll look at Phoenix Wright and they'll look at Monster Hunter and they'll pick Monster Hunter. Okay. Yeah. So my my new picks are Mega Man, Ryu, Monster Hunter, Pac-Man, Heihachi, Cloud, and Sora. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I uh, I think that, I guess the best way that I can think to put it is that if it's between Heihachi and Phoenix Wright, I'm going with Phoenix Wright. If it is between, you know, a Capcom rep and Heihachi, I would probably go with the Capcom rep. Uh, if it were like Monster Hunter, for instance, I think there's a lot going on there. Right. Know, that That makes that likely. Yeah. Uh, but it's not necessarily between those two characters, you know. Who knows? Yeah, like, I, I don't, I, I don't think that Sakurai is like he has like a picture of Phoenix Wright in one hand and a picture of Heihachi in the other, going <laughs> right, mm, right, yeah. Only one of these can make it in. <laughs> I think like, I think he's looking at a pool of Capcom characters and he's looking mm-hmm. at a pool of of Namco Bandai characters. A Namco Bandai character will make it in. A Capcom character will make it in. Okay, so like. I think Heihachi is the most likely Namco Bandai character, and I thought that maybe Phoenix Wright was the most likely Capcom character, but now I think it's Monster Hunter. Okay. So are are you still sticking with with your yes Phoenix Wright no Heihachi guns? I'm sticking with my no Heihachi guns. Well, what about Phoenix Wright versus Monster Hunter? Hmm. Funnily enough, even though I'm a Monster Hunter fan, I would I personally would rather that Phoenix Wright be in the game. Oh yeah, I I agree. If if I were to pick between mm-hmm. the two, I would pick Phoenix Wright. Because even though I like Monster Hunter a lot, I have kind of almost the same problem that I have with Heihachi, where I just don't think that as a character it's necessarily a great fit for Smash, kind of tonally and aesthetically. Right. I think it would be weird. Um, so you know what? In light of our discussion, Phoenix Wright, yes. Heihachi, no. Okay. I'm locking it in. Okay. All right. Finally, in third party part three... Which would be much less contentious. Yeah. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Wreck-It Ralph, and Rabid. Some of those are, you know, very bold predictions, Mm -hmm. and I'm sticking with all of them. All right. So now that we're sort of in agreement, or at least for this episode, (laughs) it'd be funny if, like, the next, if, like, E3 next week just dismantles all of this. Right. But since uh, since we're in agreement that, that the full cast of the last game is returning, that means that I guess future episodes will have less of a pokey rap cadence because all i need to talk about is the new characters now right um <clears throat> all right we've got heihachi <laughs> <laughs> that's all of them super session pro showdown <laughs> heihachi's the only new character invitational go Woo. just eight people playing heihachi <laughs> i'm just sitting on the couch and i just die immediately <laughs> even if like like, if we find out that Heihachi is in this game, mm-hmm. I'm just going to be mad. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be disappointed, and that sucks. But whatever. I 
like i the more we do this podcast the more i feel that there is no person with as much arbitrary animosity for heihachi as you what's funny is besides that, like, maybe my girlfriend like i don't mind heihachi like in tekken because most of the tekken cast is kind of boring in terms of character design You're like there's so many people mad right now and let me just say <laughs> That there's a lot that I admire about Tekken. I think it's fun to watch competitively. I think there are some cool characters in that game, like the robot girl whose arms turn into chainsaws or whatever. That's cool. Yeah, that is cool. However, there are so many characters in that game that are just like dudes wearing tank tops and jeans. (laughs) Like, there are some of the least inspired fighting game character designs in that game that I've ever seen in a fighting game. Sorry. (laughs) please keep listening to a smashing theory great podcast (laughs) Uh, all right you're you know i i feel less strongly about that than you but but i i I do i do see some merit in what you're saying thank you i'm glad you completely agree with me now did you want to agree with me in any other ways Uh, just a quick recap, because I know we talked a lot in, in sort of this revisiting of our roster predictions. I'll just go over what our, what our new predictions are, okay. right? So I predict Smash Bros. Switch so far is adding Captain Toad, Bandana Waddle Dee, mm-hmm. Rex with Pyrrha and Mithra, mm-hmm. Skapon. Oh, I love the way you say Skapon. <laughs> you sound so excited every time. I am excited. Bomberman. Mm-hmm. Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. Heihachi, mm-hmm. <laughs> Sora, mm-hmm. Banjo Kazooie, Wreck It Ralph, mm-hmm. and Rabbit. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that was not a good rabbit. <laughs> and Sean is predicting that list, but instead of Banana Waddle Dee, he's predicting Marks. Yep. He's predicting Midna. Yep. And he's not predicting Monster Hunter or Heihachi, but he is predicting Phoenix Wright. That's right. <laughs> right. So, with with that all figured out, I, I do I do like that our, our prediction lists are getting like slightly different. Like mm-hmm. they have a lot in common, but I it'll it'll be really interesting to see when I get something right and you don't, or vice versa. Yeah. It'll, that, that'll be really fun to see in the future. It will be. And possibly the very near future. One of us will be doing victory dances around our microphone, and the other will be really sad and wearing a daishiki. <laughs> Sean says that because I have a daishiki. <laughs> He's wearing it right now. Oh, I am. Hey. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> Me too. Um, so that's a perfect time now that we're nice and tired to drool on some mail. <laughs> let's let's open some listener mail. All right. A lot of people uh, made guesses specifically for the Smash Bros. part of the direct, which makes a lot of sense. Yes. However, Mitch E on Twitter made this prediction about the Nintendo E3 direct in general. Okay. So. A trailer starts and a bunch of Pikmin run out into the screen with super good graphics. And Olimar walks out and it shows some plants form into the shape of the word Pikmin Regrowth. Hmm. And it shows the three Pikmin games in full HD. <laughs> then at the end, Olimar finds a piece of paper and it says four on it. <laughs> and then he turns it over and it says 2019. Okay. Which means my prediction is Pikmin 1, 2, 3 remastered for Switch, with Pikmin 4 coming out 2019. This is good, 
as it can be people's first introduction to Pikmin, then the next one is just around the corner. I really like this idea. I would love for this to happen. <laughs> yeah, me too. So we, we were talking about potential like remasters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mitch brings up a great one in like a Pikmin trilogy. Yes. I think Pikmin 3, which is a great game, by the way. Oh, yeah. Something about it might not merit a Switch port by itself, mm-hmm. unless like you add more content or whatever, which they tend to do for these. Sure. But I think it would be a really easy sell if you remastered the first and second games as well and just package the whole thing as a trilogy. Yes. Yeah. Uh that would be really excellent. And I could see I could see that having a twenty eighteen release actually. That'd be a lot a lot of fun. Really sure. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm I would be totally down for that. Yeah. Thanks, Mitch. Great idea. Yes. NK New York on Reddit says I think we will get three to five newcomers, including the Inklings. They will all be playable in the invitational demo with the addition of most likely Link, Mario, and Pikachu. Hmm. I think the non-competitive exhibition matches will be a much bigger deal than most people anticipate, with hopefully some celebrities participating. Okay. And, fingers crossed, I think we may get a playable demo after E3. Oh. Yeah, that's a bold bold prediction there, uh, NK New York. Yeah, thanks, NK New York. This actually didn't occur to me while I was putting together my own predictions, and I think it makes a lot of sense, especially with all the online stuff that Nintendo's been doing with their Switch for Splatoon and for Mario Tennis Aces and for ARMS. Mm -hmm. uh, They have done sort of online betas for all of them. Okay. Right? I think it'd be amazing if we got, like, a Smash beta. That'd be great. Yeah, we got just, like... I, I don't think they'll... I definitely do not think they'll go, hey, here's... here's Smash Bros demo you can play it offline with your friends right until the game comes out (laughs) they're definitely not doing that but i could see them going hey for this weekend you can play smash bros online with like 10 characters okay yeah yeah i'm down for that yeah i i think that's i think that's a really great pick and i could see them announcing that at e3 that that'd be a big deal nice thanks uh nk new york yeah Bleolo Leolo Leol on Twitter. <laughs> I hope I pronounced that right. I love that this person just made you say that name out loud on a thing that's going to be on the internet for the rest of time. <laughs> Bleolo Leolo Leol says, I predict Sonic will be re-revealed for Smash 5 as his Sonic Mania self. Hmm. Mania sold so well, it would be a dream to have that iteration of him in Smash. Okay. Thanks, uh-huh. I think that's I think that's really interesting that you know like the classic Sonic would be playable instead of modern Sonic. I definitely would say no, um, especially if it does turn out that he's all fifty eight characters are returning. Right. I think I think changing Sonic specifically that much might um, I don't know feels off to me. But I I think that's really interesting, and I I would I would love to see classic Sonic. Yeah, I think. Like- I think at the very least he deserves like a trophy. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. Um, I also wouldn't think that he would like replace Sonic as he exists in Smash. Right. Uh, it would be fun to have him as an alternate character with like, oh, kind of a kind of a clone. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, Clo- clone character that like yeah that's that's smaller and right. and like has different physics. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Thanks, Bleel-a-leel-a-leel. <laughs> that is really funny. Yeah, it's fun to say. 
We got an email from James M. Right. So James M. Uh, is making a bunch of miscellaneous predictions. Oh, such as? James M. says, Here are my Smash E3 predictions. One, at least 60% of the roster will be revealed. Okay. Two, Nintendo will call up audience members in costume, <laughs> and they will target people to play specific reveal characters. Ha. Huh. Example, they will call up a person in a Splatoon costume to play Splatoon Kid. That's really cute. Three, Amiibo support will return for Smash. Nintendo will release new Amiibo for new fighters, and they will re-release select previous characters. Okay. Four, a new wireless GameCube-style Pro Controller will be announced. Ah, Wavebird Mark II. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and five, Sean will take the lead over Daniel for roster predictions. Wow, holy shit. <laughs> First of all, thank you, James. Second of all, there's no way that's fucking happening. <laughs> <laughs> but you have such confidence in Marks and Minda. I, you know, I really hope that I'm right about those. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I do think, at the very least, I would be very surprised. The differences that we've had in our predictions so mm -hmm. far, I'd be very surprised if any of your picks got announced at E3. Okay, like, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, if, if they got announced, I could see them being announced like at a different event, uh -huh. you know, but like E3 in no way screams Midna or Marks to me. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Although, you know, um, there have definitely been announcements of characters in Smash before where I've thought, like, why here, why now, why at all? Yeah, yeah, like the yeah. the Wii Fit Trainer announcement, for instance, you that, know? That's fair. That was definitely shocking yeah. at E3, for sure. Uh, so, we'll see. Yeah, well... We're, we're almost there. <laughs> Thanks, James M. Yeah, I appreciate your vote of confidence. <laughs> you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks, James M. Always like your mail. Yes, agreed. Even now. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you're so angry. It's almost like you're Heihachi. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, some hardcore optimism from Limeth hmm. on Reddit. I have a guess that every game announcement that has an equivalent character in the franchise getting in as a newcomer will have a short teaser behind it, like the Inkling reveal after the Octo expansion trailer. Hmm. Like, say there's a trailer for Prime 4. Afterwards, there's a Ridley uh... teaser. Then, a Mario spin-off trailer... Afterwards is Waluigi. Huh. Then maybe a new Switch WarioWare. Ashley teaser. Animal <laughs> Crossing. Isabel teaser. And so on and so forth. Then at the end, it's all brought together into one big Smash trailer featuring all the teased newcomers. Wow. Yeah. Well, Limith, Limith, how, however we're doing that, uh, feel free to let us know later on. It's too late now. <laughs> uh I don't know about the likelihood of that, but I love it conceptually. Oh, yeah. Like, if, if that does happen, then I want you running the next Smash reveal in 2024 or whatever, <laughs> because that's great. Yeah, we'll bring you on the podcast. Right. Yeah. That's really cool. I would love that. I, I My expectations are a bit more tempered than that. I feel that even though we will have a relatively short amount of time to cover a hopefully like large amount of Smash reveals... Mm -hmm. I I think that they'll just sort of rapid fire them in in a way where we get like a reveal like every two weeks or so or like a couple reveals a month. Okay. Um. Yeah. I I don't think they're gonna like give us like seven reveals right <laughs> out the bat. Uh. Although that'd be a lot of fun, and I would love that. So yeah, I kind of hope you're right, Limith. Right. Like totally down for that. Uh. Sakurai, hope you're listening and you have time to completely change your entire E3 schedule. Do it. <laughs> 
Yeah, that'll cover listener mail. Thank you so much for everyone that sent stuff in. Uh, like we broke a record again for the amount of, <laughs> uh, for the amount of comments that we got, and they were all really great. And we did read them all. Uh, we only have room for so many, but we love reading all of these from you guys. And please keep sending more in. It's always a really fun part of the podcast to be able to feature this stuff. Yes, as ever, you know, um, this kind of interaction that we have with uh, our listeners is one of my favorite things about doing this podcast. Uh, I love that we get to feature your stuff on the air and talk about it, so definitely keep writing uh, because it fills my heart with joy, my 29-year-old heart with joy. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so old, you have to keep the fire going in my soul. Well, why are you the person that makes the old person jokes? I am, I am older I than am you. Old. <laughs> well, you know, Daniel, when you get old like me, you'll understand. I did! No! <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you want to know where else you can find us, I it's not- in my grave. Sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's, uh, sorry, Daniel. What were you saying? <laughs> if, if if you're looking for where else you can find us, I have another podcast with my friend Max Lando. It's called Play This. We recommend video games to each other and then have really in-depth conversations about those games. Our Psychonauts episode has been further delayed because it's kind of a chore to play. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel's having a hard time jacking into the mind of Tim Schafer and figuring out why he made that game the way he did. (laughs) Now, we, we also just, like, we haven't been able to, like, both find the time to play too much Psychonauts lately. And that's definitely something we, we want to do. You'll, you'll definitely see that Psychonauts episode by the end of the month. But in the meantime, our Life is Strange episode is still pretty good if you haven't listened to that. Yes. Um, you know, as usual, I think that Daniel and Max uh, did a great job on that episode, as they do on every episode. I think that the discussions that they have are always really interesting. You're, if you're interested in becoming kind of a more well-rounded gamer, their topics tend to kind of range far and wide and, you know... Uh, kind of bring in a lot of stuff from outside the world of gaming in their discussion, and that's something that I always appreciate when I'm listening. So I hope that you will enjoy that too. Thank you, Sean. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are interested in being entertained, you can check out my YouTube channel where I have a fully finished uh, and voice acted playthrough of Ace Attorney Investigations 2. Uh, in like 60-something parts, I think. It, it's it's quite a long uh, project. And you can uh, catch up on the beginnings of my Undertale Let's Play, which is also fully voiced. If you're interested in entertaining others and would like to hire me to assist you with that, uh, any business inquiries with regards to voice acting or music composition can be sent to S as in Sam, E-A-N as in Nancy, Daniel Francis at gmail.com. And I will uh, respond promptly and be happy to work with you on whatever you have going on. Next time on A Smashing Theory, our E3 recap episode. Yes, where we find out how many Heihachis are in the game and why. (laughs) Yeah, we will cover everything that happened at E3 and talk about what we got right, what we got wrong, and that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. We would also... This'll <laughs> we'll be recording it the day after the invitational. 
So there'll be kind of a short window of time on this, but we would also love to hear your reactions to all the smash stuff that gets revealed. If you tweet it to us at a smashing theory or email it to us at a smashing theory at gmail.com, we will totally read it on the podcast and we would love to do that. Hell, feel free to live tweet us during the reveals, and maybe we'll be so excited that we'll just start frantically writing back. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> um, the E3 recap episode will be the last episode on our weekly schedule. After that episode, we will be doing episodes every other week. Right. But, rest assured that the Smash Hype is quite real. Oh, yes. And we'll probably find a way to interact with you guys on the off weeks, even if it's just through Twitter or something. Yeah. So, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next week. And all throughout E3, I hope that you have a smashing time! <laughs> that was pretty good. Thanks. I, yeah, I don't have any criticism. of those a good, weird thing you did. Also, Heihachi will not be in Smash! <laughs> Goodbye! <laughs> <laughs>